You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Four Faces of Love. This is episode 18, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Ephesians 3, 17, 18, 19, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. You know what that means? It means that you reach a place where when difficult things arrive, your first response is to act in love, not in your old human nature, because you are rooted there. You've tapped into a force that's enabling you to do this. Listen to me. You cannot operate in the love of God on your own. You have to have that taproot into the love of God. It's a divine love. It's a supernatural love. It does not originate with us. But when we are planted in it and are able to draw from it, because we know we're loved, we can love others. If you are not sure that God loves you, it's very difficult for you to love others. That's why it's so important that you be rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, and depth, and height. Now, breadth, generosity, length, that's God's protection or his reproof. Depth is correction. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. It's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to have a theory about it. It's another thing to live it and to walk in it and have it guide and go, uh, your actions. Now, correction is the characteristic of a deep relationship. Uh, correction is huge. It, it, it is something that, that has to be there for any kind of strong relationship. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7 says this, If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? The idea here is that if I reject God's correction, if I in my life shut him out, don't listen to him. Don't pay attention to things that he says. Don't, don't listen to the Holy Spirit in my heart. I reject all of that. I am saying to God, I do not need your guidance. I will live life on my own. Now, all of a sudden, instead of being protected by my Heavenly Father, I am out there. I did a uh, teaching on this years ago. And I had a great big umbrella on the stage. And I said, this umbrella is very symbolic of the love of God. And as long as I stay under the umbrella, I'm going to be okay. Now, this is what I had the guys do. I had them make me a whole bunch of paddles. And they were made out of styrofoam, but they were all painted. And they were very colorful. And they, they extended all the way around uh, the outside of that umbrella. So I got under the umbrella and I said, I'm safe here. And when I stray from the covering of the Lord, what do I run into? I run into a paddle. It reminds me of the kind of paddle that I got uh, swatted with when I was in school. And uh, my parents never used a paddle. They always used a belt, but uh, at school they had a paddle. So these paddles represent the correction of the Heavenly Father. He is correcting me so that I stay under the umbrella. Now when I reject His correction and push my way through and run out here, now all of a sudden I'm going to get rained on by the destruction of the world. Because when the world strikes out, it cares nothing 
about the person. It comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan wants to hurt people. He doesn't care that they learn anything. He wants to keep them in ignorance and make them suffer. The Heavenly Father will correct you to keep you from going out into that kind of atmosphere. So no one likes to receive correction, but you certainly don't want to receive correction from a total stranger. And so it's important to understand that love corrects, that in order to correct others, you have to demonstrate the love of God and the care of that person. Uh, the person who receives correction must be convinced that the giver of correction genuinely loves him. This is the reason that when Jesus began his ministry, that he started with these amazing demonstrations of love. Let me, let me give you the first miracle. This is a tremendous demonstration of love. And, and on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. In other words, he wasn't yet ready to work all of the miracles. And uh, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. And Jesus had not yet worked a miracle. I don't think Mary expected him to solve the problem with a miracle. He had never worked a miracle. There's no reason she would think that he would work a miracle because she hasn't seen that. But it tells me that Jesus was an incredible problem solver. That's what it tells me. And so Mary said, whatever he tells you to do, he'll fix it. And so Jesus had to solve this problem without everybody knowing that he was working a miracle. So he tells these people who are working at the feast, go fill all these water pots with water. Now what they did took a little time because it's about 180 gallons and they're drawing water out of a well. So this is quite a little bit of work. Once they get done, he says, now take it and draw out and go take it to the governor of the feast. So they do that. When they take the water to the governor feast, they see it turn to wine right then. That's when it turns to wine. It doesn't turn to wine as they get it up out of the well. Even when they dip the dipper in and, and begin to carry it, it doesn't turn to wine. It's as they're going, it turns into wine. Their obedience turned it into wine. And the only people who knew that this was water were the servants and Jesus' disciples, and his disciples believed on him. But here's what's amazing about all this. Here's some young bride who doesn't realize it, but her wedding is about to be ruined. She has no doubt heard that they've run out of wine. This is going to be a miserable experience for the bride and the bridegroom. And this is not necessarily a basic human need to have all the wine you needed for your week-long celebration, but because the Lord had compassion on these people and it meant something to them, he turned this water into wine for them. This speaks volumes about the love of the Father, about what he does. Let me show you another place. This is Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. Uh, verse 23 says, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom 
and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria. They brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Now why? Because he is demonstrating that God loves and cares about people. Now Jesus is going to bring a message of correction to the Jewish people. Uh, but he's not going to do it without first showing them how much the Father cares about them. Uh, Matthew 14, 14, when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. And Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And what he did is he took five loaves and two fishes. He prayed over it, multiplied it, and he fed the whole multitude. Again, amazing compassion. He understood that if I am going to speak to these people, and if I'm going to correct things in their lives that are really hurting them, I've got to first show compassion. I've got to demonstrate love. And that's what you see all the way through his gospel ministry. When I started ministry, I was a bus minister, and I had a bus route, and I went out and knocked on doors and brought kids to church. I didn't start as a children's church teacher, but after a few Sundays, I saw that someone like me, a young man, needed to be with those bus kids teaching them and uh, someone who could relate to them. Well, I didn't grow up in church, so I could relate to bus kids. So I began to teach them. In my classroom period, I would have especially little boys who would cause trouble. I went back that following week, and instead of warning them sternly, I built a relationship with them. Instead of taking my usual two, three minutes to invite them to church and maybe give them some candy, if they were out playing football, I would stop what I was doing. I would play football. I would throw passes to them. I would brag on them. I would talk about how good they were catching the ball. I paid attention to every one of them, but especially the ones that were a little bit rowdy. Then I knew that if they got out of line, I had a relationship with them and they received my correction. And it was amazing how I could correct these kids that nobody else could correct. And the reason? I cared about them and they knew that I cared about them. If you want to be able to correct your own children or people who work under you, you have to demonstrate the love of God. Here's another example. John's Gospel... And chapter 8 is where we're going to turn, John's Gospel chapter 8. Uh, and this is uh, uh, the story of the woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, early in the morning, he came again to the temple, and all the people came to them, him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. When they had set her in the midst... Uh, they said, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What do you say? This was all a trap. They cared nothing about this woman. They were willing to kill her to demonstrate a point. But Jesus, full of compassion, looked at them and said, Well, let 
the one among you who has no sin be the one to cast the first stone. Well, it convicted them. And little by little, they all dropped their rocks and walked away. And when it was all over with, Jesus looked at the woman and he said, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No one, Lord. And he said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Ah, I love that story. What an amazing story. How he demonstrated the love of God. These people were hypocrites. If they, if they really wanted the truth, they would have brought both the woman and the man. They didn't bring the man, they just got the woman. And so they're, they're, they're going to stone her, but not the guy she committed adultery with, uh, supposedly. So the point that I want to make is this, is that Christ went out of his way to demonstrate the love of the Father so that when he did correct, it would be received. Not everybody received it, but many people did because they had seen his genuine compassion and care for everything in their lives. Well, that's all the time I have for this lesson. I hope you learned something from it. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the four faces of love. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.